friends. You've now entered the Man Cave Podcast. Unplugged and unfiltered. This is a podcast where the topics are mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other items. Like, is Bigfoot real? Who is the best Batman? You're guided through each episode by a man who's the man for his time and place, Dan Casper. So welcome to the Man Cave and stick around for a while. You're going to like it here. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast brought to you by our good friends at Hy-Vee and Toyson Ford. Big thanks for checking out uh, this episode, whether it's your first time or you are a regular listener. Don't forget, uh, if you could, just uh, click that subscribe or follow button and uh, don't forget to give it a positive review and uh, some five stars. Have you given it five stars yet there, Brandon? Five? I, I'd give it ten if I could. All right, you better. I'm going to double check on you, man. So uh, usually we would be doing a top five, and thank you to those of you who have been sending over some top fives Yeah, so there's some good, really good suggestions that we will be getting to here. Yes, because i got my notebook over here, and I'll be keeping track of them all right here. But uh, circumstances, if you will, kind of uh, – we won't be doing a top five with this one because, well, we're going to talk some brewers with the Corbin Burns situation. Obviously, we did hit on it quite a bit on the uh, on the morning show and such but uh, i feel like this is obviously the biggest topic out there right now yeah um but uh you know you kind of had your your thoughts and and i said it you know on the air you are my go-to brewers person uh you're like one of the smartest if not the smartest brewers person i know personally um so that's why i always like whenever they've made a move i always text you like what do you think of this and always make sure to bring up something brewers with you and you know this this Corbin Burns situation. The other day we were talking about it with arbitration. I know we were kind of like seven hundred thousand dollars. Is that the you know the risk of getting somebody upset over with? You know you know with the seven hundred thousand. Obviously the Brewers won it. Then I think everybody with the writers were kind of curious. Okay, Corbin Burns is going to show up. What is he going to have to say? How is he going to be upset? I don't think anybody expected him to say what he said. And what I'm referring to is the where he allegedly, or I shouldn't say allegedly, but he said that the Brewers um, said in the in the in their arbitration meeting that they put him at the forefront of the reason why they didn't make the postseason, and that to me is more damaging than the seven hundred five hundred thousand yes. dollar difference in there between those two. Hundred percent. Like, in, in we said we talked about it on the show on the the show this morning, but I just I don't understand how. The Brewers can think everything that's happened is worth it. Like, there's certain things you have to see coming. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but and then look, they knew what their argument was going to be. You have to know there's a possibility that you know it's going to get out. If not by you know Burns saying it, even if Burns doesn't say it, Burns is going to know it. Right. Like he's going to know because he was there for the meeting in person that this is the case that the team is using to try to you know. Save seven hundred thousand dollars, pointing to him and saying, "Hey, guy that won the Cy Young last year. Hey, guy that's you know the best player on our team. Right? You're the reason we didn't make it. You needed to do more. Really? Yeah. It's just like I would like to know the reason. Like you went through some of the numbers with August, September numbers and such, and they weren't like zero and eight and like no, he was he know. wasn't dominant, but and his you know he had an ERA of almost five in August. So look, he had a tough August, but September. You're in an area of like 3.3. Right. That's solid. That's, right. that's darn good. 
Like right. Corbin, obviously Corbin Burns has done better, but it's not like he was. You know, it wasn't like he was you know late career. Uh, Sean Markham, yeah, Sean, you know, <laughs> Sean Markham in the 2011 playoffs. Yeah, the, you know, getting batted around like he was giving a team a chance to win. Yeah, he wasn't Jeff Supon or anything no, like that either. Like, yeah, to me, like that, I would be curious to know what what's the reasoning. Like, this is why we think he, you know, was at the four. You know, was he bad mouthing the Brewers in a clubhouse to really take out the energy with the Josh Hader trade or something? Like, I have no idea. Yeah, we don't know. We just know that. You know, from what Burns said, that that's what they said, but we don't know what they said. Yeah. We just know the topic of what they t- said. And you know, maybe there's something because he did say that they didn't attack him on a personal level, like personality wise or anything. Yeah, but it so was, it's got to be got to be play thing. Yeah, yeah. So, it's just yeah, it's just I don't understand why you would willingly irritate a cornerstone of your team, right? Even if you know, and I think we all know. Gordon Burns is not a Milwaukee Brewer in 2025. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, Brandon. You know, the other day I was there was like a small bit of hope in me. It was like, yeah. like I would love it if yeah. the, if like he a one percent like yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe they pull one out. Kind of like because I don't know if people really even after people expected Yelich after right. You know, he signed his extension. Yeah, and I was like, okay, but then like the arbitration thing. I'm like, oh, that probably might not do it. And then after this, I'm like, no, there's no way now. There's nope. no way. That he's, no. that's going to happen. So, I mean, this is Matt Arnold's first year as general manager for the Brewers. I know David Stearns is still He's still there, but this is, Matt Arnold is running the show now. Right. So, I mean, we don't know who it was that was doing the yeah. arbitration was this, case. Was, yeah, was this them? Was this just like the lawyers that they hired saying, hey, this is how we need to win this case? And remember, if you're a lawyer, you're just worried about winning the case. You're not worried about ruffling feathers, right. you know, especially for a team that you know you don't you I mean you you you're contracted you work for but you don't really like work day to day right yeah and I know Matt Arnold came out with a statement after that but it was very generic PR type of yeah, thing like we have to put out a statement let's yeah let's put out a statement that really doesn't say anything I want I want him in front of the cameras now though I want him answering questions and the other person I want answering questions is Mark Anancio because if you're the owner you it, it it's got to start with you you know or you got to be the one that's got to like okay what's going on here. I got to find out what's going on because I don't I know he's a smart businessman. I don't know what chapter in this business book that this comes in where this is a good idea where this was a smart idea. Probably the last one. Yeah. <laughs> the one that didn't make the edit? Yeah, yeah, but no, I I agree. Like just to to see this develop the way it had it above all else it's just disappointing. Yeah. Because like you and I were talking like it felt like Ananasio was, you know, when he first got there, there was excitement. There was juice, right? Like, okay, this is a guy that wants to win. And like you mentioned it too, it's like the last couple of years, it's been different, it seems like, yeah, a it little just, bit. It, yeah, it doesn't feel like winning is as important. No. Because, and the team, look, the team has, like that's it, the team has won. It's not like they've been bums. But I think this, even though this is the most sustained stretch of success the franchise has had maybe ever it just feels like there could there's more out there mm-hmm. you know it's like you hit a double but you're like man like maybe i could have legged that out into a triple and you know part of that's gonna is coming down to financials and look here's the bottom line we're never going to know what the brewers make because mark Anasso doesn't have to open the books because it's you know it's a privately owned company mm-hmm. you know in 2021 the atlanta braves opened they had to open their books the year they won the world series because they're a publicly owned company and showed that in the year they won the world series 
and it would, you know, again, that's obviously the best case scenario mm -hmm. that they had made like three hundred million dollars or just something ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like, so if you're the Brewers and you're making half that, I don't, you know, how can you if and then if that's a profit, you know, can you sit there and say, well, we just can't afford to raise it, but, you know, we can't afford to raise our, you know, our our you know our payroll. You know, it's easier to say that when teams don't know how much money you're making. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't know how much you make, you don't have to tell them how much you spend. Mm -hmm. And it, unfortunately, it's a it's a question everyone wants the answer to, but I don't, I don't think we're ever going to get the answer to it. The one time that I believe Ananasio kind of opened up the books where he mentioned that, like, in 2019, they operated at a loss. But it's also very convenient that that was also the year that they did all of the upgrades to American Family Fields of Phoenix, where you could just conveniently put all of that expenditure on a budget one year mm -hmm. and say well you know we you know we had we we lost money but yet you can also just so happen to conveniently include one gigantic expenditure that you know maybe you didn't exactly pay for all that year but you can say you can put it on there mm -hmm. yeah um so i don't know if you're like me i want to hear from from mark I want to hear what he has to say. I don't want him to deflect like he kind of. And the, the thing is, too, like I go back to the Josh Hader thing and when he had his dugout presser or whatever you want to call it, and he kind of deflected a lot of it. But he came off as he wasn't happy about the move. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, okay, he's he's got our backs as fans. Like, yeah, it's you like, know, oh, he, yeah, yeah. He, he allowed, and look, as an owner, he allows the people that run the team to run the team, mm -hmm. which you should. But at the same time, you know, he let it, he, because I, you would assume he let them know too, like, eh, I'm not a big fan of that. Right. You know, yeah, you're right. So he kind of, he'd already kind of started to maybe erode a little bit of the public confidence there with, you know, some of the things going back to the, the end of the lockout. But, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, you felt like he was, okay, he, he understands. Like, he understands why people are upset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I want him to talk. I want him to, like, I, I want to hear from him. Yeah, I feel like in a position like this, whether it's real life or well, I mean, this is real life. Whether it's a, a you know, like for us, like our job yeah. or something like that, the leader, the boss, should have to answer for this instead of yeah. I, like the comparison. I will, I will go out there and say, because you and I both agree, we think Craig Council is in the toughest position. I think in this whole yeah, he's thing. stuck in the middle, right? I go back to the Mike McCarthy, Ted Thompson era, where Ted Thompson made a lot of questionable decisions, but he never talked. Mike McCarthy had to. There was no owner in Green Bay. Yes, you had Mark Murphy in that, but, I mean, come on, let's be real here. It reminds me of that a little bit. I think I think Mark's got to go out there and, and talk. And, and if he is committed to still winning and he keeps saying the same message, we're going to win, we want to win, You know, our goal is still to win a World Series and blah, blah, blah. How can you say that with what's been going on for the last year? How does – Operating this way gets you closer to a World Series. Mm -hmm. I don't see how it does. Yeah, I, I don't either. All it does is get twenty other nine other fan bases thinking they are because they might be able to to scoop up Corbin Burns. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't get this. I it's, don't understand it. It's been a long time since I've been this frustrated as a Brewers fan mm -hmm. because it's just so avoidable. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's just it was so avoidable. For your best player, you know, and, and I get it. Some people are saying, "Well, we're we're making a big deal." Not you and you, you and me, but a lot of people. They're like, "We're make they're making a big deal over like six hundred thousand, like 
that's what arbitration was. I, I don't care about the 600000 anymore, to be honest with you. I care about how they presented yeah. that case, allegedly. It, it's what they were It's what they were willing to do for that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was erode the, erode the confidence and the relationship of your best player. Also, you have to imagine this sent shockwaves around the rest of the, the roster. Yeah. Like, hey, if they're going to say this about Corbin Burns, you know, if 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 Luis Arias suddenly goes into like an old for for twenty skid, is behind the scenes are they gonna be saying, man, we gotta get rid of that loser? Right. You know that that what a bomb. You can't keep Craig. You can't keep putting him out here. He's a bomb. Right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, what's the talk like in the in if the you're gonna talk, if you're gonna talk like that about the best player you have, what are you gonna say about your twenty third guy on the roster? Right. Exactly. Uh, I I don't get this management style. I I don't understand it. And until we hear, and the thing is, we won't know the truth. That, you no, know, we and, won't. That, and that's probably the other frustrating part is that we want to know the why, and we're not going to know. We won't know. We won't know. You know, we're going to unless Mark, which I would highly doubt this is going to happen. He's going to come out there and say, "Yeah, no. I'm pissed. I fired that guy." You know, yeah. whatever. You know, I, I doubt that. Uh, yeah, I doubt that. So, and I don't like. I think Mark Anasio will be a spring training at some point, but I'd be surprised if it was right now. He should do it right now to save face. He should, but, but he won't. You know, probably get there middle of the middle of March, and because I know he always does this whole. He talks to the team during spring training for the goals of the season or something like he. he I know he talked about that. You know, the, boy, <laughs> uh, more, now more than ever, wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall in that one? Yeah, yeah, I think. You know, I don't know if this would matter or anything, but I think he needs to like get in there and be like, "All right, I'm going to talk to my team. You yeah, guys look, have something for me." You want to ask me something? Yeah, Let's even talk. if it's as simple as, hey, you know what? We messed up. Right. Like, Let's have a roundtable discussion sort let's, of thing. Let's air it all out. Mm-hmm. Let's communicate. Communication. Why have silos? You know, why break everything down? You yeah. know, to quote the great Mark Murphy um, there. But, yeah, it's the, it's, the, it's the communication factor in it. I just show – I don't think the Brewers have shown that commitment that they keep saying that they have, which is to win a World Series. If they do, they have a really funny way of going about it. Now, I know some people have thrown out the idea, could they move? Is this is this a plan, a greater scheme of like trying to move out of Milwaukee? I don't sense that, do you? I mean... I don't know, because they're, they're at least run through at 2030. 2030, yeah. I believe. And- yep. As we allude to on the show, there's other stuff in play that I don't think we're going to get into here either. Right. Um, but there is the poss- we'll just say there is the possibility of them staying longer, but some things would need to happen. Some things that some people like and some people don't. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. Right. But I don't I, – I don't know. Like, I just – I don't – to me, like, why would you want to be a general manager if – you, know, you hear about like lame duck coaches and stuff. Like, if somehow like that was a plan, or you know, a dir- a dir- I don't even know if it would necessarily be a directive because that kind of thing would get out. Right. Like, I don't know if you were someone in a operating position, why would you want to be a part of that? Because it's going to reflect poorly on you. You may not end up having a job anymore, and then you're probably not going to get another one. Mm-hmm. I I don't believe that. I will say that right now. I don't. I do not believe that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I I don't think it will. Um, I'm sure it's gonna. If it gets closer and nothing happens, it'll be out there, kind of like with the Buck situation, or even the Twins or T Wolves yeah, or something it's, like that. Look, and, it's 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 happened before. It's happened with the Brewers before. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so I don't I don't see that as a grand scheme for Mark Ananasio no. to try to move the team. No. I know he's a California guy, but, but I don't they're not see moving the, the team to California. Right? Yeah. They got a team. There's already a team in California that they're having a hard time trying to keep. Exactly. So I, I don't see that happening. Um, you know, I know Nashville. That, that ain't happening either. But not for the Brewers, at least. Yeah. So. Well, but, the, the Brewers are already in Nashville. It's just that they're Triple A. Right. Exactly. So, I don't know. This is going to be kind of an interesting storyline to follow. Now it is. that's the thing is like it's a storyline now, which yeah, which it's going to be in, in look if you're. Adam McAlvey or whoever, like you're going to have to ask these questions to these players, mm-hmm. and these players aren't going to want to have to answer these questions, and they shouldn't have to. But the but the the blame for that is on the franchise itself for yeah. putting the players in this spot. Yep. Normally, this is the time of year where you're asking, "Oh, how you feeling?" And you hear, "Oh, I'm in the best shape of my life," and "Oh, I think we can surprise this year," and "Oh, I'm." You know, player X added a new pitch to his repertoire. You know, yep. player Y trimmed down 15 pounds, and now instead of talking about all that. You know, harmless filler. We're talking about this, and it's literally not everybody is to uh, spring training yet, and we're already irritated. You know, this is going to be the title of the this episode, but I'm going to ask this: What is Bob Uecker thinking right now? You know, I mean, what what is he thinking right now? What's going through his mind? I have no idea. I mean, that's Mr. Positivity. That's yeah. Mr. Milwaukee, Mr. Baseball, Mr. Everything. Yeah. When it comes to the Brewers and yeah. I would love to kind of get like off the record. You're sitting at you you're sitting in a bar having a Miller light with Bob and go, Hey Bob, between you and me, this does not leave this room. Yeah. What do you think? What's going through your mind right when you see this stuff? Like because he you know, he has said good things about Mark and and, and that's yeah. you know, but He's got to be like, I have to imagine Mark's got to be, or uh, Bob's got to be like, WTF. <laughs> you know? He does, he's like, you know, I don't know how much time I have left doing this. And this is. This is what's going on right now? Yeah. I mean, golly. W-W-B-U-T. What? No, I did that wrong. What, what is Bob oh. Euchre thinking? W. I think I said, what would Bob Uecker do? Yeah, that too. I think we all know what he would do, but what is Bob Uecker thinking right now? God, and that's the thing too is like he can't say anything. No, and he's and he would and he wouldn't and he wouldn't. Yeah, but uh, it's just... he needs to retire and sit down with Bob Costas and then just let it all out <laughs> for for the last like year and a half. We need to get Bob Uecker on the Pat McAfee show. Apparently, no, we need to get Bob Uecker on this podcast. Even better. That, that that there too. So even better. Man. I don't know. But kinda of puts a damper on. Hopefully you know, by the next time I'm in and we're talking and we mention the brewers, we're talking about some positives and not about more of a poop storm. Poo poo. That's exactly poo-poo. it. Yeah. Uh hey, before we wrap this up, I do wanna talk I know it's 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 a Packer thing, but Aaron Jones I hear quickly because uh but in this kind of transition, so this is happening. We're recording this, you know, live and that. But I got a, I got an email from my wife, um, and it must be from one of her coworkers. But uh, he sent her this email with a picture, and says, "Will Dan know who this is? I know who it is. It's a tough one. Please, I got it right away. It was a picture of number eleven for the Packers, the great Brian Brom, <laughs> the, man the man that was it." 
Merrill Hodge or was it Mel Kuyper? Merrill Hodge. It was Merrill Hodge when they drafted Brian Brown, who was like a second-round pick. I mean, second he, round he, pick. He had a yep. good career at Louisville. Yep. Said that he thought he was going to be the one to to usurp Aaron Rodgers. Yep. And I wish – I thought about this a while ago, but I wish Twitter was around in 08 when that draft happened. Oh, my god! Because what would have the reaction have been like? You drafted a quarterback right. in a second round? You just drafted a quarterback three years ago. And yeah. he's your starter now. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, but you don't hear he flamed out. He didn't even make the team. You know, no, he, and that's crazy to think that a second or third round didn't make the team. Yeah. Matt Flynn did. He was a seventh round pick that year. But made himself some good money in his he, career. He did. But it's like, you know, they'd say, like, come on. How do I not know who Brian Brom, the great Brian Brom, was for, for the Cardinals? If there's a, it's like you're going to know, but it's like especially if it's like a quarterback, and especially that's, you know, kind of dubious for yes. that connection, like you're going to know. Yeah. Try a little harder next time, um, but anyway. So that I had, I I knew you would appreciate that, so that's why I had to bring that up. If anybody has a Packer Brian Brom jersey, though, you know we talk about obscure jerseys and that because you, oh, yeah. Justice, and I have we the Ryan Lee jerseys. We talk about I want it, some. They had to have made them. They had to have. So if anybody has a Brian Brom jersey, and that, Packer one. That's kind of how I felt because I'm not a big jersey guy, but you know I have a. A small rotation I'll wear for Brewer, you know, like the Brewers games and stuff. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it's like I'm not super interested in getting anyone that's like you know an active player. And well, maybe now there's a reason for that. But yeah, like I, mine was mine is always kind of like I need to I want to find just like a random old one. Like for me, like if I got this jersey, I would wear it to every Brewer game I go to. If I could find like an old you know like Derek Turnbow jersey, I, yeah, you've mentioned, I'd that. wear that all the time. Yep. I'd wear that to every game I go to. By the way, shout out. Uh, it was last Saturday, Sunday. It was over by Best Buy. Somebody was donning a Don Hudson jersey. Nice. So to that gentleman, I say, well done. I did see a kid two years ago at a game. We were waiting in line to go in with uh, tickets. I went up and gave that kid a high five. I nice. said, well done, son. Well, parents looked at me a little weird. I said, my kid's named after him, so don't worry about that. So, But to see that gentleman... I don't know who you are, but you are a, you are uh, what do they say? Uh, what does Ron Burgundy say? A scholar and a gentleman. You are a scholar and a gentleman. Yeah, that's it. So, but uh, what we're going with this thing is um, Aaron Jones taking a pay cut to stay with the uh, with the Packers, uh, which I mean I think adds a little bit more to his legacy and lore amongst Packers fans uh, to take that pay cut to remain in Green Bay. We don't at this time of this recording. We don't know the exact figures of how it will factor in each year of his contract in terms of cap hits and such. But nonetheless, it opens up uh, some cap space for the Packers to do something. What that or to get under the cap, I should say. I think you and I would both agree, though. This doesn't have anything to do with Aaron Rodgers. No, because regardless of the quarterback is Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love, they're a better quarterback for having Aaron Jones right next to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And can be used in a couple of different ways. You know, Aaron Rodgers, you have another weapon. Jordan Love, maybe Aaron Jones is the feature of that offense until you kind of, you know, help out that younger quarterback there. Would you say Aaron Jones is one of the more, and I hate using this word all the time, but would you say he's one of the more overlooked, underappreciated running backs in the league? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's pretty he's pretty versatile in what he can do. I mean, anytime you have a running back that you, you can line up in the backfield but also, you know, move him out and he can, you know, do some things out as a as a legitimate uh, route runner, catcher, yeah. you know, pass catcher. Like that's 
that's worth a lot there. So mm-hmm. no, I I, th- I think so. Cause I, I got the rushing leaders from from this past year uh, up here. He uh, finished. Let me just do the because they don't put numer- numbers next to it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So he was tenth in the league in rushing yards. Uh, one thousand one hundred and twenty-one. Uh, the only player, the only player in that top ten to have fewer carries than him was Justin Fields, <laughs> and he's a quarterback. But he had so Aaron Jones had two hundred and thirteen total attempts running the ball. Let's compare it to Christian McCaffrey, 244. Dalvin Cook, 264. Miles Sanders, 259. Saquon Barkley, 295. Your top three runners, Nick Chubb, 302. Derrick Henry, 349. Josh Jacobs, 340. We're talking almost 120-some carries more. Uh, you look at you know the averages in that. I mean, yeah, he's got like five yards of carry in that too. I don't know if that's my plan, you know, trying to preserve his playing career and that sort of thing. I know his first couple of years he had some knee issues where he missed some time, but I don't know if that's the case. But I didn't see a quarterback who was approaching 29. I thought he looked quicker this past year hitting a hole. And I'm sure it's helped. Yeah. So good move. I, I, I like the move. And I think right now, and that's where I said I go back to OTAs and minicamps when veterans don't have to be there or they get excused early, he was still out there practicing and working. And you want to talk about a leader. Uh, Lead by example. Exactly. That's Aaron Jones. So, And I think he'll be here the next couple of years too. But, All right, to wrap it up, I did look up Brian Brom jersey on eBay. There's one, and there's 11 watchers for that thing. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah, I think it is a buy it now option. It is a buy it now. So they got 11 people watching this what's the buy it now price $45.99 it's a medium it's mm. a medium size too mm. so it usually tells you where it's f- being shipped from oh boy it's being shipped from Eau Claire Wisconsin so who somebody who, in Eau Claire has this who, Brian Brom jersey who are you that has this Brian Brom jersey <laughs> we gotta find this out we gotta find this out who is this Somebody that's in Eau Claire has a Brian Brom jersey. Unsolved Mysteries music. We can't, we're not going to play it, but. Okay, so I clicked on this dude's profile here, man, to see the other listings. Is it G-Man? I don't know, but he's got a ton of jerseys. He's got a ton of Packers wear on here. I'm going to go through some of these names. You want to talk about some obscure jerseys? Mike Flanagan. Yes. Lyman. Thomas, 83. Remember back in the day? Thomas, like 80s, I think, in there. That's a Rawlings jersey, man. Ooh. Javon Walker. We've got a, a Don Beebe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got a uh, James Starks. We've got a Kevin King one, for crying out loud. Uh, Dorsey Levins, uh, BJ Raji, Greg Jennings. That BJ Raji jersey better be a 3XL. <laughs> uh, we got a Bubba Franks. Ooh. On there, plenty of like Aaron Rodgers ones in, in that on there too. A lot of Clay Matthews ones on here. Who are you? Yeah, you got like ten pages of stuff on here. Let us know who you are, Eau Claire person. Who is this? I gotta find out. I gotta find out. Please, if you were listening, this would be this would make my day. If the person selling this Brian Brom jersey is listening to this podcast, that would make my day. 
because I think that's the only one that's on eBay too. That's awesome. All right, that just made my day. Yeah, we have a mission now. So, well, it was all it was all doom and gloom here for the first few hours, but you know what? This this picked the spirits up. It did. I just thank you, Brian Brom, and thank you yet to be identified person in Eau Claire. Okay, I think I might be switching the name of the episode too. Where in the world is this Brian Brom jersey owner? Yes, <laughs> something like that. He must be. This person must be active. They got like they sold twenty six thousand items. Wow. And they've got one point four k followers. I don't know, but that's a good eBayer. So, but all the jerseys are like medium too, so it's got to be. You know, I wear a large, but I'd, I'm I'd larger than large. I'd, I'd hang up that Brian Bob jersey somewhere. Oh yeah, I mean he that looked great right behind you. He technically never played it down for the Packers, so yeah, awesome. Did for Buffalo, but. All right, B. Well, yeah. Hopefully next week we're gonna do a top five next week. We too. will keep those keep those suggestions coming. We had some good ones. Yeah, we'll start we'll start popping through them here. Exactly. So you can hit us up on Twitter for that. But uh, again, big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by High V and Toyson Ford. If you haven't yet subscribed or left a positive review or five stars, please do so. Available on all of your podcasting platforms. Till next time, we'll talk to you again soon.